Hey, my friends, it's Nate Short, and welcome to a special episode of Run Your Business Like a Business, a podcast where we explore better ways of how to run your real estate business more like a real business and at the same time have a life outside real estate. Hey, I'm your host, Nate Short, and I'm honored to be your high-performance coach today with this episode. And I've spent the last 20 years working as a top-performing realtor, while at the same time studying business strategy, human psychology, and really deep diving into how to help real estate agents be better at their craft. And I created ROS, which stands for the Rib Lab Operating System, an acronym for Run Your Business Like a Business, to explore and educate agents about topics such as creating a vision and goals for your business, building your team, improving your systems, improving productivity, creating accountability, and really challenging yourself to up your game and make an impact. My goal, inspired by my own personal journey, is to help real estate agents create dynamic, fun, profitable real estate businesses while at the same time having amazing life balance, energy, and passion for living your best life. And so if that's what you're looking for, that's what we're doing here today. And just as a reminder, if you want to go to another level of development, both personally and professionally, be sure to check out our coaching programs at fitforgrowth.com, where we believe that coaching is the key to achieving your goals and living your best life. And the best part is it's science base so we know it works because it's time to level up my friends it's time to take your life back it's time to find that focus and that competence and that vibrancy again and i'd love to be your coach into fuller levels of high performance now without further delay let's jump into today's episode All right. Well, I'm super excited to have you here today, as always, and welcome to Run Your Business Like a Business podcast. And in this session, we are going to continue on with our discussion on ROS, which for those of you who are not familiar, is a blend of high-performance coaching, of which I'm a certified high-performance coach, and traction coaching, which is one of the top coaching uh, programs for small businesses. Small businesses meaning you know, typically like 10 employees to 1,000 employees. And uh, it's one of the, I guess, you know, definitely one of the top business coaching programs. About 80,000 companies are using their tools. And if you want to read more about that, you can buy Gino uh, Wickman's book called Traction. And he has a series of books that kind of, you know, that really go into how to run a small business. And um, I, as I was reading through it, it got exposed to me through a bunch of people that I'm in a networking group with, other uh, great coaches and entrepreneurs. And uh, it, it just made so much sense to me to be applied to real estate. And yet it wasn't quite perfect for the real individual real estate agent or even an agent who's running a small team. So what we've done here is we've put this filter of being a real estate agent and all my experiences and the experiences of the people that I've coached. And we've packed that into uh, kind of the science of high performance, which if you want to go more into that, just buy high performance habits books book by uh, Brendan Burchard. He's one of the top life coaches in the world and this traction book, and you'll, you'll understand and be able to kind of, um, you know, understand better the framework that we're talking about here, uh, which is ROS. And so in this session, what we're doing is, you know, we, we, we establish this vision pillar, which is the first thing that we have to think about when we're running our business. And that's creating a clear picture of where it is that we want to go with our business. You know, so many people, they get their license and they don't really know, you know, where to start because they're coming maybe from a job where they've worked for a company 
Um, you know, even some of these people who come in from like a Microsoft or a Nordstrom and they've been in corporate America for 20, 25 years and they think that, hey, it's, it should be easy to do real estate. And yet they find out when they actually get into it, it's, it's uh, pretty involved and, and complex and is a totally different ball of wax. You know, being an entrepreneur, being somebody that is coming from a business, and we've seen that a lot. So it doesn't necessarily translate into being incredibly successful in real estate, even if you are uh, an, you know very successful executive. And of course, I found that out myself in 2003 when I had sold a company, an internet company, and uh, that, that I created and, and got into real estate, mostly because I didn't feel like technology was going to be able to disrupt tech, uh, you know, real estate as well, because it's such an, a relationship-oriented business. And of course, that's proven out to be true. I mean, look at companies like Redfin, for example, that that uh, you know, have tried to take the real estate agent out of the equation, or at least significantly reduce the commissions, and yet they only have you know really five percent of the market share after over twenty years in the business. There's nobody that's really created a totally different, um, well, what we would call a blue ocean, you know, something that's just totally new that streamlines how real estate is done and reduces costs and friction and things like that, and so. Um, I think that that's coming, though, because I think that there's just a lot of great tools and technologies out there. Um, and I really like Compass and, and companies that are trying to embrace the real estate agent and recognize the value that the real estate agent brings and then, um, you know, give them the tools to enable them to be better at their jobs and be better at streamlining the experience for the, the end user. And Compass isn't the only one. I mean, a lot of companies are out there trying to do that. And so anybody that's, you know, just trying to make the tools better and empower real estate agents, I'm definitely a proponent of. And this coaching framework is really about giving people a fundamental framework, you know, to, of, of, you know, asking the question, if a real estate agent, you know, you get your license, you get into the business, or even if you've been in the business for a while, what is it that you can focus on to really operate at above standard norms? You know, and it's not too hard because... 10, look, 10% of the people are making 90% of the money, and yet a lot of those people really understand these pillars. They may not recognize it and define it kind of as we've done it here, but they're doing a lot of these things, or if not all of them, um, maybe they, they know it or they don't know it, but they're they're doing these types of things to build their businesses and also live extraordinary lives. So um, let's go right into this topic today of... Question number six, so far we have talked about core values, we've talked about your ideal client, your focus, your niche, we've talked about the 10-year target, you know, looking a little further out where it is that you want to go in your business and your life, we've talked about your marketing strategy, um, we've talked about your purpose, and now today what we're, oh, we talked about your three-year target, um, and that's where we're taking that 10-year target and we're coming in a little bit, you know, giving us a clearer vision of, of a more intermediate type of, uh, you know, picture of where it is that we want to go with our business. And today, this question number six is really asking, what's the one-year plan? So we're going from that three-year target now to something that's really immediate. And when most people talk about business planning for real estate agents, you know, they only talk about the one-year plan. You know, who is it that you're going to focus on? And What's your marketing strategy? How are you going to develop those deeper relationships? And 
asked, what are your goals for that one year? And then they don't expand on these other things. And I think that that's the, that's the magic of the roadmap. And if you want to, if you want to download the roadmap, just to copy our template, which is a PDF file, you can do that for free by going to, uh, riblab.com or R-Y-B-L-A-B, an acronym for run your business like a business, forward slash roadmap. And just, all you have to do is just click on a button and it'll download it immediately. And you can have it for free as a, you know, as a way to go through this material and, and figure out your own uh, roadmap for yourself. And it's totally free. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about the one year plan or the, you know, that your business plan for one year. And uh, I think what's important here, again, is we're just looking, you know, setting that future date. So I like to do my business planning usually around the end of uh, November, you know, kind of beginning of November, end of October. I like to do it then because then I'm setting myself up for the next year and I'm able to forward think and start to prepare for my business as I enter into the next year. Um, it also gives me a time to, because it's a little bit slower time of year for, for most of us, um, to do these annual reviews and reports and we're able to kind of connect with our database. And so that's really where the work begins in that time period. Um, and it's nice to be able to set that plan up. Um, we want to set a goal for our revenues, you know, what our gross revenues are going to be. Typically, uh, I like to build off of my prior year's revenues. I like to try to take a 20 to 30% increase in those revenues. But it also depends on, you know, how much you want to work and how uh, how you build your team out and a lot of different things like how efficient you are with your processes and um, and the things that we talk about that we're going to talk about in these other pillars. But just setting a goal, putting a number down, you know, I can remember distinctly back to 2011 and I, I still have this on my mirror in my bathroom um, and I, I took a little labeler and I wrote down. 40 deals and 400k uh you know i just lay printed out a label and i stuck it on my mirror and it's still there today and it's just a reminder i had no idea how i was going to do 40 deals and you have to remember that in 2011 our price you know we had had this recession in 2008 the great recession and most agents were getting out of the business and their businesses were crashing and they continued to you know go down prices continue to go down all the way through 2012 and to, to you know just to put the goal of 40 transactions in 400k in business was you know kind of a really big long shot because most people were lucky to do five or ten deals i mean after all we had you know we had like six seven months supply of houses Today, we've got, what, 0.5, one, one, per, one month supply of houses. And so it was just a much different market. But it, it taught me one thing. It taught me that if you write something down, you have a much higher likelihood of achieving it. And that's the year that I got from Sterling Bank, you know, 56 listings in one day. And I didn't even know that that was coming. Like, I didn't even realize I had done some of that groundwork to... Um, you know, to, to do the, to get the, those, those amount of listings. But, um, I didn't know that that was going to happen at all. It was just one day, the guy calls me up, the REO manager at the bank. And he says, Hey, Nate, you know, we've just foreclosed on this builder and we're going to give you all these listings. And so, um, but it did teach me that, that, you know, you can't, 
it's very, very difficult to achieve something if you don't have a clear picture of what it is that you want to achieve. And so um, I keep that on my mirror because it's a reminder that these are really important things to do. And it's important to have not only something written down, um, but to have it in front of you kind of on a regular basis where you're able to review that. So setting a revenue goal is step one. Um, and then I think also you have to talk about the profitability. You know, a lot of people are spending a ton of money on, say, Zillow leads or other advertising. They don't really look at the profitability. And so I look at some of these teams that are pulling in, you know, seemingly doing tons of transactions, but maybe they have a staff of, you know, seven or eight people and maybe they're advertising in every magazine and they're on Zillow. And if you really looked at their expenses, you'd probably be shocked. I've had people that I've coached where they've made, you know, gross revenues of $150,000, $200,000 in a year and almost spent that exact amount. And they, they, you know, they don't really have anything to show for it. And so to me, that's not great. I always look at a business and say, well, how profitable were you? How efficient were you? Did you achieve the goals that you wanted to achieve? Um, did you have the, um, you know, and the other part of that too is sometimes when you set these really big goals for revenues um, and you're not looking at profitability, you tend to just, you know, you, 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 you're, you're, you're just not making the money that you could be making versus somebody else that say has a much smaller team or is even operating as an individual and they're much, much more profitable, right? So profitability is a key thing. I like to keep my profits um, or my expenses as a ratio to my my income right at about 20 to 30%, I think is a good amount. And that includes brokerage fees. That includes, you know, your splits with your your broker, and then all the other expenses you have, including your car and marketing and things like that. I think that's a great goal. So if you look at your business today, or you were to run that P&L statement, um, if you pulled in, you know, 150,000, you probably want to be around 30,000 to 40,000 of expenses somewhere in there. And if you're way above that, then you really have to think, well, gosh, you know, what am I doing wrong? Where can I uh, save money or make you know, make better investments, be more focused. Um, that's a that's a critical piece. And then the the other part with the one year plan is setting the goals. So you want to really think about what's a specific, measurable, attainable goals, and don't be afraid to make them. You know, pretty big because we are going to um, break those down into ninety day increments. And so a lot of times, you know, we can achieve quite a bit when we come become hyper focused. And that's the magic of goal setting um, that, that I think most agents, they just don't do a very good job of setting goals for themselves. And so for me um, to set goals, like I like to set goals around my activities, particularly like my marketing activities, you know, how many, um, uh, you know, how, 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 how I'm, how many face-to-face -face meetings I'm doing, how many personal notes I'm doing, uh, how many, um, if client events that I'm doing, maybe adding people to my team or building out my vendor network and my improving my relationships around that, um, executing on just the marketing plan in general. Um, I like to set those up. And then I like to, and we're going to talk about this in the next session, we break that down into 90-day increments. And so if you have a goal, like let's say you want to bring in a million dollars of revenues and you want to be at 
25% expenses. So you're looking at a net profit of $750,000 and then really asking yourself, okay, well, what, what's going to get me there? What are the things that I'm going to have to do to get me to that 750 mark? Sometimes that's hiring. Sometimes that's talking to more important people or thinking more strategically around your uh, who it is that you're going to focus on. But those are the kinds of things that you want to set down in your goals in the one-year plan. And so we're almost to the end. You know, this is the question number six. So what's our number, what's our number uh, one, you know, what's our one-year business plan look like and our goals for numbers and, and our big goals that are going to help us achieve and, and be on the road to that, achieving that three-year picture and eventually that 10-year vision that we have for ourselves. So in this, in the next session, we're going to talk about what we call the rocks, the big rocks, these 90-day goals um, that become you know, really, really awesome to focus on just for those 90 day periods. And this is the magic behind coaching, you know, where if you think about an Olympic athlete, um, there's a, there's a great book that Michael was written about Michael Phelps and it's called the golden rules. And, you know, he, he had set out to achieve these world records in all these different events. And of course he's super talented, but, you know, he really had to strategically think with his coaches how he was going to achieve that. And and he had to hit certain benchmarks at certain times in his training leading up to the Olympics. And it talks about that. And that's exactly what we're doing here. You know, we're, 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 we have this goal. We have a 10-year vision. We have a three-year picture where it's a little bit more clear and insight like how we're going to get there. And we go to this one-year plan. We break the one-year plan then down into rocks in these 90-day increments. And so we're going to talk about that in the next session. So I want to thank you for listening to this podcast today. I think it's a super important discussion. Um, Action items, do your one-year plan. If you don't have one, you know, we know only 30% of agents actually write a plan out. Very few of them stick to it. Very few of them actually keep it in front of them um, as they go through the year. Very few have accountability, which is, of course, where the coaching comes in. What we like to do is, you know, really hold people accountable is that piece. You know, here's the thing on accountability. I just want to mention this. I'll probably mention this several times is that um, just like if you're, say you, you have a goal and you're working out, you want to get to a certain body fat or you want to get in the best shape of your life. You know, you can join a gym. A lot of people join gyms and, you know, they'll go for a few weeks, but they don't, they're not able to sustain that because they don't have the personal accountability. And I know that firsthand, um, just in my own experiences, is it takes a coach. And that's why, that's what coaches do. And that's why a lot of the top performing people in the world have coaches, because it gives them a perspective, it gives them an accountability piece, and um, the motiva- and a, and a motivational piece as well, that is the difference between achieving and just being average or always hitting a ceiling in our business. So... Um, hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast. I've enjoyed talking about it here for 17 minutes. Again, I like to keep these between 10 and 20 minutes just to, uh, you know, you're, as you're driving along, maybe you're going to do some showings or you are, um, you know, driving to the office. This is just great reminders of different things that you can be doing to run your business like a business and also achieve that great life balance. So thanks for listening to this podcast and we will see you in the next one. Thank you.